The Dental Download Podcast is your source for insight into dental school, conversations with dentists, specialists, and leaders in the industry. With new episodes every Monday morning, I'm your host, Haley Schultz. Let's get into this week's episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode. So this week is geared towards the incoming dental students or maybe even pre-dents that want a look into some of the realities that can come with dental school. It's kind of meant to just be funny and sharing people's experiences anonymously, but there's also some positive takes too. So the question I asked on Instagram is, don't be surprised when? So then I had people submit experiences or just general thoughts about dental school that honestly a lot of people deal with or that might pop up during your four years and then you can be a little bit more prepared and not go into it with too high of expectations about any specific thing. So that is the theme for this week's episode. I'll do a quick recap since it is our little intro and then we will get right into it. So last week we had a bunch of midterms. We had two midterms on Wednesday, had neck anatomy that I actually did pretty well on. I got an A minus and then we had dental implants, which I thought would be easier, but I ended up getting like a 75 and in the moment I could tell it it felt challenging. So I'm not that surprised. And then on Thursday morning, we had a midterm in fixed prosthodontics. I also wished I would have done a little better on it. I think I got a high 70. And then on Friday, we had two finals because those classes are only half of the semester. So we had endodontics in the morning. I don't know how I did. It's a pass-fail class for that one, but I'm still not even sure if I passed the final. It was oddly specific for for certain things, and I understood, like, steps of the procedures, and I understood making diagnosis and things of that nature, but I didn't understand really specifics about the different types of files and, like, chemical makeups of different things that we were using. So I didn't expect questions about that, and I probably didn't get them right, but I don't have my grade back yet for that one. And then that afternoon on Friday, we had another final for a different implants class that I also just got my grade back this morning and I got like a 75 on that one as well. So wish I did a little better on most of these, but I mean, passing is good, I suppose. And then over the weekend, I went to a wedding for one of my friends that just graduated from dental school in May. And now we're back here. I'm actually recording this on Monday morning. If you notice, it didn't go up as early as usual. It'll still be up on Monday, June 20th though. And this week is so busy because the D1s are starting. That's kind of why I picked this week's topic because our dental students start today. So I thought it would be fun to do an episode kind of geared towards the D1s of dental school. But this week is super busy getting everything together to kind of introduce them to student orgs. So I have a bunch of stuff going on with club fairs and presentations and welcome events at the end of the week. And then I have my own three patient appointments that hopefully go smoothly. I have two rotation sessions. One is for diagnostic mounting and one is for head and neck anatomy lab, the cadaver lab at the medical school. And then I also need to assist a lot because I'm a little bit behind. So I'm trying to assist three times, see three patients, do two labs, do two presentations, go to dinner with an company for ASDA, do a workout class with AWD, do a Zoom preparing for the presentation to the D1s, and then 
the D1's Welcome Social on Friday night through ASDA. So it's super, super, super busy, but it should be a lot of fun and make the week fly by, I'm sure, because I have another fun weekend coming up, going home again, and I'm really looking forward to that. So that is about everything for this week's recap. Let's get into the episode, sharing some dental students' feelings and experiences. All right, so I want to say thank you to everyone that sent in their experiences to share. Of course, I'm keeping everything anonymous. Most people's were. I mean, I don't think they would care if I said their name, but just in case, I won't. And I also want to say that I put these on my own Instagram, so it's at Haley Schultz Dental, but you all know that we have the podcast Instagram that you can follow as well for updates about what the new episodes are, and sometimes I like tag different guests when I'm recording with them, so you can kind of look forward to when they actually get posted a few weeks later, but I will just jump right into it. I'm not really reading these in any particular order. I just screenshotted a bunch of them, and we actually got a lot, so it's kind of entertaining I would say hopefully you guys think this episode is fun so the first one was don't be surprised when you find out you're pregnant the first day you start dental school and I can just add a little bit of commentary to these but I personally have one classmate that is currently pregnant in our third year and will be having her baby probably middle of July And I know at my school, the administration has been decently accommodating and just kind of set the standard that like you can take the weeks off that you need and then make sure you get everything done to graduate on time. So she's kind of anticipating having extra work to do when she gets back, but they are going to let her take the time that she needs um, surrounding her actual childbirth and everything and then initial postpartum. The next thing is don't be surprised if you initially are not good, not as good as everyone else, or seems like you are progressing slower than others. That's definitely true. I think everyone has their strengths, and you could feel that with SimLab. You could feel that with a specific lecture class. I know I did, depending what the different subjects were, or just kind of thinking that I had to study the way that everyone else was studying, or the amount of time that everyone else was studying, but... I think it's important to go into dental school and set your own goals and standards and look at what you want to do when you graduate and try to shape your dental school experience around that and know what's worth putting a lot of time and energy into and what's worth maybe not and focusing on other things in your life or focusing on another aspect of dental school itself. The one person said, don't be surprised if you end up poor after dental school. That one is kind of funny. (laughs) I mean, there's a lot of student debt involved. As many of you know, I've gotten some messages from you all even saying, like, do you think dentistry is still worth it? And I usually say, I don't know if I would financially have chosen to go to certain dental schools in this country that are over $400,000 of student debt. I just think that's insane. But if you can get accepted to a state dental school or get a scholarship somewhere, that keeps it closer to like 200000 I think that's a lot more reasonable considering still interest rates and having the average dental income be what it is and that it doesn't hasn't really been increasing much over the past couple decades, yet cost of tuition and obviously cost of living and all the other expenses in the world have been increasing. So dentistry isn't like 
the best career to get rich. Like it's something that you want to go into if you actually want to do it. So if you're still deciding, keep that in mind. This person who's actually a dentist, this woman said, don't be surprised if you didn't go out to study on a Friday night, but then still scared, scored worse than your friends who were. So if you're not going out and not being social and then people that are barely studying still do better than you, that kind of relates to one that I read earlier. Don't be surprised when you can't celebrate passing one exam because you have to another one you need to cry over. So a lot of these are a little negative. Hopefully it doesn't scare you guys, but I just think that they're kind of funny. Maybe now that I'm actually in dental school, I can just laugh about all of it. But dental school is stressful. And I guess even these negative ones, hopefully can just make you feel like you're not alone. If you feel frustrated and worn out by dental school at any time, I feel like it really comes in waves. And there's usually like a couple weeks that are just insanely busy, all these exams, and then you have a week or two to chill. And then you have a bunch more exams and then that happens like two or three times and then the semester's over and then that happens two or three more times, two or three more times. And then you're in your second year, third year, fourth year, and then you take boards and then you graduate and it all just flies by. I mean, I can't believe that I'm in my third year. Like it feels like I'd remember so much of everything first year and just starting. So it really is crazy. This one was a little scary. This is like something that gives me nightmares. It says, don't be surprised if you miss the first 30 minutes of your exam because you were so sleep deprived. So I'm assuming like she overslept and missed some of her exam. This person said, don't be surprised if your class is full of snakes. That one was a little jaw dropping for me. (laughs) I feel bad for her and her class dynamic. Thankfully, I wouldn't say that about my class at my school at least. Don't be surprised if you feel dead inside. (laughs) Don't be surprised if your faculty tells you that you're going to fail the practical. That would be really mean. I hope that a lot of people aren't saying that. Like, you can kind of critique them and say, like, hey, like, your work isn't really up to par right now. Like, you need more practice. But hopefully people aren't that discouraging of students. But you never know. And I think that's why it's really important to talk to dental students at the schools that you want to go to because they will be honest with you. Like these people all submitted this stuff and I know a lot of them just from getting to meet them at conferences or just talking to them a lot online for the ones that don't go to my school. And I feel like they would happily be able to talk to any prospective students and give them their honest opinions. And I don't even think that by saying like there was one bad sim lab faculty that they're going to tell you like, don't go to my school, but it's just good to kind of be aware and maybe Again, not have like unrealistic expectations going into these programs. This one says, don't be surprised when you realize that the D4s were once D1s. It took me a minute to realize it's okay to be slower in the clinic compared to the D3s versus D4s. I think that's definitely true. Um, I know it's kind of like I just couldn't believe that now that I'm a third year my roommates and my friends are fourth years and they're like the oldest ones, the ones that are supposed to know everything. When before there were other fourth years and I was a second year and these people were third years. It's just crazy how like it progresses every year. And then suddenly you're the oldest grade or the ones that are supposed to have the most knowledge and supposed to be able to help everyone. But I would add in, don't be surprised if the fourth years are just as lost as you sometimes because they definitely, if they haven't done something before they probably don't know how to do it either and sometimes you get really 
unique treatment needs of your patients and there might only be a couple students in the whole building that have done it before so that's why it's good to have the confidence to talk to faculty and to ask them to meet with you outside of clinic hours and do like case discussions I know at my school we have what's called a faculty coach so they're assigned like 10 to 15 of us I think and we can reach out to them at any time and ask for like a one-on-one meeting to go over any specific treatment plans that we're working on like if it's like a really long-term case and you're doing a lot of prosthodontic work or you're trying to figure out how to handle the different treatment phasing and sequencing for a specific person or if they have maybe a lot of questions about should they use this material or that material or would like an implant retained denture be better than a removable prosthetic and everything and if you don't feel confident to explain that to the patient you can always meet with your faculty coach or honestly most of our faculty even if they're not your coach is willing to do that and then kind of get instructions from them and then relay that to your patient feeling a little bit more confident so that is something I recommend if your school offers it or just put yourself out there and ask anyways this one I definitely can agree with at certain points of my SimLab experience. It says, don't be surprised when all of the professors are on a different page in SimLab. I think that's pretty true just because there's usually like a course director for SimLab and they're the ones that sets the standard for what's the rubric and what you're going to be graded on. But that doesn't always get informed right away on the first couple days of lab to all the different row instructors that are giving you feedback so they might say well when I do this I always make sure to do this much reduction or I always make sure to get all the staining out where other people will say no just leave the staining if it's sound dentin it's not carious and other people will say I'd rather just take it out so like everyone has different clinical opinions in general in dentistry but In order for fairness of grading, they have to make a decision. This is what we want everyone to do. That way, again, they can be grading everyone based on the same standards. But sometimes I've noticed it takes like a couple weeks for all of the faculty to actually get like onboarded to understand what like the lead faculty is going to be grading us on. This person, I kind of agree with and kind of don't so it says again just for my own personal experience says don't be surprised when you go into the clinic and everything is different than what you learned in sim lab I would say for me at my school it's like yes and no to that because we had a pretty solid sim lab experience but we didn't always use the same materials that they use up in clinic because those are more expensive or you have your mannequin that you're working on but it doesn't have saliva, it doesn't have a tongue, it can open super wide, you can turn its head in like all crazy contortions. So like all of those things are super different when you're on real patients. But as for like the very, very basics of like drilling, filling, hand scaling, taking impressions, it's all kind of similar. And hopefully you're also learning on your classmates for certain things like impressions or injections before you go into clinic. And I would say that helps me feel more prepared as well to be working on real people that we actually got to practice some things on real people. This person said, don't be surprised when patients treat you really badly. I have definitely seen this happen. I've seen people have very unhappy really hard to work with patients and then I've seen a bunch of amazing patients so it just depends on the day it depends if that specific person is having a bad day and I know a lot of people don't like being at the dentist so that can already put them in 
not the best state of mind. My um, Someone else I know said, clinic is more tedious than you thought it would be. That's definitely true, especially the way that I think most schools are structured. You kind of have to get like checks from the faculty dentists as you go through like every little step of the clinical procedure and even an exam. Like we're not allowed to even look in the patient's mouth until we get a start check from faculty, but there's only so many faculty and there's usually like anywhere from six to 10 people working with one faculty and that's going to take at least like 15 to 20 minutes until you actually get to start your work with your patient. If you're the first one on the list, then not so long, but you never really know if you're going to be first on the list or not. It depends if your patient gets there early, how long it takes you to get the blood pressure machine, all kinds of things that are really out of your control. So you just kind of have to budget in all of that downtime when you're thinking of what you can get done during the um, specific appointment time. This person said, don't be surprised when you feel like you have no clue what you're doing. That might give some of you um, a little comfort if you feel the same. Don't be surprised when you don't succeed on the first try or something doesn't come easy to you. That seems to be kind of a reoccurring theme that we're hearing that like it's very normal to not be great at everything in dental school and definitely that it's going to take some practice to get good at specific skills. This one was really funny. It says, don't be surprised when your wife gives birth and you have to leave the hospital to go back to take the rest of your finals. Yeah, so this is a dentist again, and he was telling me how his wife gave birth during finals week with their first child, and he had to go to the hospital, obviously, to be with his wife, and was literally studying in the delivery room and in the hospital room after, left whenever it was kind of reasonable, and then to take the rest of his finals and then got to go back to the hospital to be with his wife. This one says, don't be surprised if you don't get straight A's. This is not undergrad. Yeah, I mean, I definitely have classmates that are still getting really high scores and props to them, but I am not one of those people. And I think, like I said before, setting your goals and standards and thinking about what realistically matters most people don't really care what your GPA is if you're applying for an associate role. They care a lot more about your clinical skills, your communication skills, and those are things that you're going to build in other ways. You need to have a solid background knowledge on why you're doing what you're doing and treatment planning and be able to answer patient questions and make proper decisions, but it doesn't necessarily matter what questions you got right on a head and neck anatomy exam. This person said, don't be surprised if a practical doesn't go as planned. You must learn how to adapt under pressure. That's definitely a good one to think about because I feel like practical day can either be where everything happens to go right and it's just like such a relief or it can be the day where everything happens to go wrong. I honestly, sorry, what I was saying there is that I personally preferred when things would go awry during sim lab practice. Like, if I just totally botched something and it was really bad, it was almost better because then you can have the faculty come over and kind of work you through how to problem solve when something like that happens. And let's say, like, you're doing a temporary crown and you take it and you take the stent off and it just looks terrible. Yeah, you could just, like, throw that out and try to do a new one during lab. But I kind of challenge you if you have the time based on, like, your assignments that are doing stuff to just try to work with that one that was really bad and try to make it better. That way you're able to 
problem solve if you end up in a situation like that on a practical just so that you've done it at least once and then you're not so stressed if things don't go your way on practical day okay I have quite a few more so I'm going to kind of speed through the next ones unless I have something really specific to say so this one says don't be surprised if the pace of the material is faster than you expected if dental school turns out to be much different than you expected you might have to learn a new way to study that's definitely true for some people you learn to appreciate any downtime free time and days off I talk about that all the time on the podcast as you guys know I think it's really important to take at least a day a week where you don't do anything with dental school I even recommend like not hanging out with dental school people if you can like family or other friends and just avoid talking about it thinking about it and just kind of decompress and reset your mindset and then you'll be a lot more refreshed and a better dental student when you go back into it you need to learn how to prioritize your time that is definitely true this next one is you learn how to bounce back after a test that didn't go so well I'm glad we're getting some positive ones mixed in here. You learn how to study for multiple large tests in one week. I mean, you've all heard that in all my different intros, and I'm letting you know how things are going in school. It's really not uncommon to have five, six, seven exams all in one week. The workload is more overwhelming than you imagined. That is kind of self-explanatory with what I just said. Doing your best is different than someone else's best. Stop comparing yourself. We've heard a lot of that today. Other students start to brag about grades. Don't be surprised about that one. And try to avoid those people if you can. So that is actually all of the submissions for this week. I'm not even really going to add any of my own because I think I gave a little bit of my own experiences here and there based on what other people said. Again, I hope that this maybe made you laugh a little or just made you feel like you're not the only one going through a rough day or a rough time in dental school. They definitely happen, but hopefully you're able to readjust and get yourself back on track and again, just set realistic expectations for yourself and set a standard for yourself, not compared to what anyone else is up to, but what makes sense for your future and your goals and kind of just try to avoid all the comparison. I do have an episode all about comparison in dental school, so you can look that one up if you feel like that would be something that would be beneficial to you. So thank you all for listening to this week's episode. I will talk to you next Monday. We have another guest and she is a pediatric dentist, but also focuses on public health dentistry, I believe. So that one should be interesting for just kind of a different way that you can practice as a dentist, maybe not always doing clinical dentistry. So with all that said, I will talk to you next week.